Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another edition of the Game Shakes Clay podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boy Chuck. Welcome back, Chuckster. Uh, we missed you on the last pod. Uh, me, Matt, did the game uh, game three breakdown, but we got Chuckster here tonight um, to uh, to help us break down game four. Charlie, welcome back, brother. How you doing? Yeah, good to be back, man. It's weird to be it's weird to be the one in, uh, not the one out. You know, uh, I. Yeah. Uh, Hundred <laughs> percent. No, Matt. This time, Matt had to uh, had to take care of business on Sundays. Uh, it's always hard, especially with all these games. Yeah. But um, glad we could get get this uh, get this Chuck episode up. Um, yeah, he, let's just yeah go. <laughs> Matt wanted to make sure everyone knows that uh, he has once again changed his mind on the Warriors. Um, yeah. <laughs> as as he as he predicted um, on the last pod that if the Warriors would win, he's going to change his, uh, his his outlook. If the Warriors lost, it was doom and gloom. Um, so glad, Matt. Hopefully you enjoy this one um, as we break down the Warriors game four win in Boston um, to tie this series up at 2-2 two, two, and uh, make it a best of three with two home games. Um, so let's just go into it, Chuck. Um, that game was electric. That was everything you wanted to see. Um, some good, some bad. But at the end of the day, it came down to number 30, Stephen Curry, um, the the franchise cornerstone, the superstar, the most underrated uh, player in the game, just what his finals, all the stuff that we talked about with Steph, all the slander that, you know, people hear. Uh, he delivered a performance for the ages. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the most all-time finals performances, 43 points, 10 rebounds, three, uh, seven threes made, um, and really put the team on his back uh, in game four. Uh, so what did, what did you see? obviously in the game, but um, from Steph, just the uh, the intensity that he came out with to silence that crowd. Yeah, with Steph, you know, I think the really important thing that a lot of people haven't been pointing out enough is this Celtics defense is incredible, but that gives even more credit to what Steph is doing because he's spending the entire game being guarded by one of Marcus Smart, uh, defensive player of the year, not mine, but, you know, <laughs> he he has the title. Uh, Derek White, like an incredible defender in his own right, top five or 10 guard defender, like depending on your opinion of it. And then you have Jalen Brown, who is also a very, very good defender. The fact that he's the weakest of the three <laughs> just says so much to like how stacked. And, and he's getting clobbered doing it. Um, I, I, yeah. It's not yeah. like he's making open. He's getting, they're, 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 they're contesting these shots and it's just an all-time shot making, man. Yeah, and I think the most the most emblematic play that that one three down the stretch uh, with about two minutes left, 107-104, he makes a quick little in-cut on White, dribbles back, doesn't even really get any separation, still has a hand directly in his face, didn't matter. Just back of the rim. Like, the dude was absolutely automatic last night. Um but I think that just his energy on that end, you know, it's it's so much of the same stuff that we've seen over and over again. Like, we all know how Steph Curry wins. Um, really, what's crazy to me is that they're doing all this without – well, that he's doing all this without a whole lot of help. I mean, we we'll, – I'll, I'll get more into Wiggins, but, like, the beginning of the game, dude, like, Kerr – It was – You know, like like, making a lineup change, I think, is something you do – if you're seeing something incredibly obvious or if you're really desperate and they're definitely not the latter, I'd say the former, like you could say that the incredibly obvious thing is that Draymond Green is not playing well in this series. 
Like he was definitely more active on the rebounds and in initiating the offense in the other game, but there's still nothing to be had with the scoring. He's still pretty inconsistent just in like effort on the defensive end, you know, and that's, that's relative to the standard he sets where it's all go all the time, like Mm -hmm. very few mistakes. Like he's, he's making mistakes. He's letting guys get back to like, get, he's getting back cut. Like he's having guys take good angles on him and like win where he's like allowing these drives. And even though he still has his individual moments, it's been tough. Uh, what I don't think the response was, was to bench Kevon Looney uh, and put in Otto Porter, which immediately resulted in the Celtics getting out in front right away. And, you know, granted, they've pretty much had like the first run of the game to start in about, I think, every game of this series. Like they've yep. come out in the lead in the first quarter, but that was just not a good look. And especially when Looney comes back in, immediately changes the tides on the glass. Uh, Warriors ended up out rebounding the Celtics in that one. But that did not feel good like that mm-hmm. to get a, to get away with that, too. Like, you know, to make a lineup change going into a game down two one and yeah, to actually I mean, come out back with home court advantage for a lineup change that did not work mm-hmm. like that. The Warriors have to feel very lucky about that. Yeah, and, like I, I didn't I didn't. I hated it because it took Kavana and I, I, like we said, we yeah. saw it with the rebounding, but I it's like it. I like Otto. it. I like it for, for how Kerr was approaching the game, just trying to see if Draymond at the five could have done something just to get him going offensively. But I'm with you. Like, I think that starting lineup is, is, is in the first three games were very solid. Like in terms of like outside of game three, um, first two games at home, pretty solid starts. Like the Warriors never found themselves down too much of a hole. Um, even with Boston making like coming out hot pretty much every single game. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't hate the lineup change. I hated the lineup change, but I didn't, I see where he was coming from. Um, but going back to just how the Warriors won this game, it was, it was Steph obviously. Um, but like you said, it was the way he just willed the Warriors to win. Like some of those shots, like you said, there were guys on like guys in his face, um, making moves, just really taking apart this defense and, you know, everybody talked about the Celtics run to the finals. They went through uh, KD, Kyrie, Giannis, um, and then a stacked or a solid Miami squad. Um, but for Steph to have this level of just, I don't want to say ownage, but he's really, you know, had whatever he wants with the way the Celtics have been defending him. Um, and he's really like putting this best defense in the league on, on, on like making it just their highlight reel. Um, so it's been it's been amazing to say to see that. But like you said, um, Curry, he needs a lot of help. Like to, to win this series, it's uh, Steph Curry can when you. I mean, he will help you win this championship for sure. But you're gonna need other guys to step up. And Wiggins is obviously we've talked about him um, being the second most second best player, second most important. Um, for this team and again showed it last night um, with 16 rebounds 17 points um, really being that steadying factor because you know Clay and Poole they kind of had their moments um, in game four um, obviously Clay that big three to go ahead I thought Jordan Poole was pretty nice yes uh, last game in terms of just his aggressiveness um, you know creating for others and then taking the shots that were there um, but the way the Warriors won it came down to you know the crashing the glass and forcing turnovers and that's been the key to the series um, for every single game um, and that was the way the Warriors won. Um, they were able to win the rebounding battle, uh, force Boston into tough jump shots. I felt like it felt like Jason, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown never really found a rhythm. Um, both of them kind of they, they were making tough shots like they have um, all series. And uh, it's a reason why a big reason why the Celtics are up to or tied to two. 
Um, but they shut down the other guys as well. Marcus Smart wasn't nearly as impactful. Horford wasn't nearly as impactful. Um, Derek White, Robert Williams, they were able to, you know, neutralize him a little bit. Still, he's an absolute menace in the paint, but um, I feel like the Warriors were able to get him out on the on the perimeter a little bit with Steph out there and kind of open it up a little bit more for the defense, uh, just for the offense to get going. So um, I thought it was a great win and a win that the Warriors didn't, uh, Warriors as a team didn't play as well as they could have um, in terms of just the amount of open threes that were, they were missing, um, shots that you expect to go down with the, the, the caliber of shooters that this team has. So um, to pull out a win and uh, take one of those two road games and you come back home uh, for a game five, I, I, don't, I don't think you could have expected uh, or hoped for any better. And uh, for Steph Curry masterclass to do it, um, it was just kind of icing on the cake for just this first four games. Um, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, uh, it was an all-time Warriors win. I got to give the shout out to for Andrew Wiggins, like, getting the most rebounds you've ever had in any game in your career in, biggest a, game in a must life. win game. Yeah. Biggest game, road, biggest game, biggest game of your career. Like that's impressive. And it, it really goes to, you know, I think people like, this is where like the championship kind of pedigree is really rubbing off on the other guys Like you can see with Wiggins Looney. I mean, Looney was there a little bit before as well, but um, really coming into his own now, like these guys are, are hustling to, to get the Warriors past that finish line. And, you know, like we said on the last episode, going down 3-1, you, I, this Boston team is good enough to be – it's hard to – it's going to be hard to beat them three times in a row. So it was as close to a must-win in a, in a 2-1 series um, as you had it. And the Warriors uh, answered the bell. Um, it, it was really – it reminded me of that OKC game six uh, game, man. It just felt – every shot, just the, the pressure. Um, it was Clay and Steph last time, especially Clay going off. And this time it was just Steph um, – Every shot, man, it was it was really um, one of the best like performances we've seen, and um, the momentum's all with the Warriors going into Game Five at home. Um, but going into that Game Five, what what how are you feeling in terms of how this series has played out? Now we've seen it, we've played four games, um, each team's taking one on the road. Um, now you got a best of three, uh, best of three, and the Warriors have home court advantage for that. Um, how, how, what do you want to see and what have you seen in the last four, in the first four games that should, you know, kind of stay the same going into game five? And what are some of the adjustments that you want to see for the Warriors to really take advantage of the series on Monday night? So on the Celtics front of it, I think we have seen the two consistent trends in pretty much every game where if they, they come out firing early, they try to take control of the game and then they try to play ahead and, Ideally, they don't have much going on in the fourth, like that fourth quarter in game one where they just made everything, took the game over. Warriors faded down the stretch because Horford and White were obliterating them. But the one thing you've seen throughout these games is one, Jalen Brown is going to have a cold stretch. He's going to have a stretch where he's going to settle for jumpers and nothing's going to fall. And that's pretty much regardless. You know, if that cold stretch doesn't come, he's going for 40. But it damn, it damn near comes every night. And the other thing that's really been apparent is Tatum just sort of fading as an aggressive playmaker down the stretch. He doesn't get downhill. He tries to beat them with jumpers. Uh, he doesn't really get the offense moving. And that really contributes to the Celtics not flowing down the stretch. So I think those are things the Warriors are going to look to attack on. Uh, they have to feel pretty good that, hey, if we're in this game late, we have the playmakers, the decision makers uh, to be able to win this down the stretch. And most importantly, 
we're going to stay aggressive. We're going to stay on their heads. Um, but I think of really what we've seen is sort of a mentality change after game one uh, where they've just decided on the defensive end, like we're not, we're not going to give this up to allow this other thing. We're just going to furiously deny everything. Like we're going to make everyone feel the pressure. And what that really does is that says to Tatum and Brown, Hey, come try and beat us. And, you know, for game three, they were able to do that. Like all credit to them. They made their shots and they really made the Warriors pay. But I think this is what they've said is they're going to try to like, they're more comfortable with these individual matchups. We've seen sort of the decline in Jordan Poole minutes uh, that have corresponded with this like comfort. And I think that's, what's the really interesting change on that front, because not only does it, it like have the struggles for Tatum and Brown, but it really affects the role players as well. Uh, Horford had 26 in that game one on 12 shots. Uh, since then he's at seven points over the last seven points a game over the last three, taking six attempts a game. So it's just not the same player. And you look mm -hmm. at Derek white uh, 11 attempts in the first one, he's staying still on those 11 attempts. Uh, but game one, you know, he hit six of 11 had 21 <laughs> points. Since then, he's shooting 32%. And Regression you're going to live with that. Like, yeah, he, that. exactly. he's more back to the player that you would expect him to be. And, you know, maybe there is a blow-up game for one of the two left in there. Uh, you know, maybe they can have that again. But I think that's what's been so cool to see is the Warriors have just shut off, like, the Celtics movement. They've tried to shut off their offensive cohesion, and they've really tried to say – you're going to have to beat us down in isolation. Like you're not going to be able to break us as a unit. You're going to have mm -hmm. to break down our individual matchups and by not completely taking pool off the floor, but only putting them in there for very specific stints. Uh, they're kind of like really throwing a wrench in Boston's uh, team offense and make them rely on individuals. So I think that's really the key for the Warriors is can they keep attacking that, uh, and pressing that advantage so that they can create sort of like a general distress. Cause you know, like at, at a certain point when the shots aren't falling, you know, guys start looking around, they start wondering like, who's going to pick us up um, instead of, you know, just flowing as a unit and knowing the shots will come. So I think that's been, that's been sort of the step is golden state, just getting back on the front foot defensively and starting to dictate the flow of things, uh, which is a really hard thing to do, but they're a team that can pull it off. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think for me, the, the the keys to this series, like you said, was shutting out the other guys, um, making sure nobody else got going to help out Brown and Tatum. Um, the Warriors did this with every single star, uh, star, superstar player that they played this playoff run. They did it with Jokic, um, they kind of did it with Ja until he got hurt, and then obviously did it with Luka in the last series. Um, it's no different right here. If the other guys get involved, uh, get going, um, the Warriors lose the game. Like you said, we saw it in game one, saw it in game three. Um, but I think the biggest thing that that like the heightened defensive intensity from the Warriors and a lot of I mean, and to touch on Draymond Green, like I think Draymond will get flack for last game on uh, rightfully so offensively. He didn't really bring it. Like you said, he was inconsistent, but down the stretch, um, like you said, he made plays. Um, he was uh, forcing, he was in the passing lanes. Um, had nine rebounds, eight assists. 
Um, so he kind of had that. I think he had four steals as well. So he was in there uh, defensively. Defensive presence was there, and um, just making everything tough for uh, Brown and Tatum. And the Warriors got to like their chances with Wiggins and uh, Draymond defending them. Um, and they've done great pretty much this entire series. Um, they're great offensive players, and they're going to make some shots. They're going to make some tough shots, but to force them to be, you know, contested jump shooters and shut off everyone else has been the way to go. And offensively, it's getting out in transition. When the Warriors are in transition, this Boston defense isn't getting settled, A, and just can't stop them, really, with Steph leading the leading the charge down there. So I think those are the two things that the Warriors need to continue to do is um, crash the glass and just bring that intensity on defense and then uh, get out in transition when you can because Boston is a streaky shooting team. Um, that We've seen it in the wins. Um, and it leads to Warriors offense. So I think for the Warriors, especially coming back home with all this momentum, um, look to see Clay get going. Um, I, I, the last couple of games, he's kind of finding a re- uh, finding rhythm. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen that, you know, ultimate Clay Thompson game that we've been accustomed to for at least one a series. So um, I think Clay, Clay is due. Um, I think Jordan Poole as well. Um, I think I like the way uh, Jordan Poole uh, played in his minutes. Um, like you said, his usage has going, been going down just with the way the Warriors can play defense um, without him on the court and still be able to and still be able to put points in the bucket. Um, but Jordan Poole was great in his minutes last game. I thought he hit some big shots. Um, I thought he was aggressive. And uh, that's all you can ask for. So I think with those two can get going, just, you know, help Steph out. Um, and Wiggs and Looney kind of holding down the four in terms of crashing the glass. And Draymond, if anything from Draymond, really, any offensive um, power from Draymond at this point. Um, but having four games on your belt, I think this is uh, this is where the key for the Warriors is because I think the longer the series goes on, the more it plays into the Warriors' hands because they can replicate how they've beaten Boston. For Boston, it takes a lot more um, – like you need, you need guys to show up offensively um, against a tough defense and still need your elite defense to stop an offensive juggernaut. And that's harder. That's hard to do to win four games. Whereas for the Warriors, it's, it's, it's sticking to how they've got here. And I think that in this three game stretch, the Warriors will be able to hit on their strengths more than Boston can. If the Warriors are able to dictate the pace of the game. And that's just by getting out in transition um, and doing that. But yeah, I mean, I think you got to like the, the the spot they're in, man. Two two uh, going into Game Five. Um, I think Charlie, I think you were the one that uh, predicted that exact uh, scenario coming in. Um, so going into Game Five, how how are you feeling, man? What's uh, what's this series going to come down to, and what how are we going to be looking going back to Boston? Yeah, one more note on the Jordan Pool front because we were talking about like the decline. Mm-hmm. Just to put some actual numbers to it. Uh, his minutes per game have actually gone down in every series throughout the playoffs. Uh, wow. He went from 32 to 29 to 28, down to 23. Defense so, wins championships, man. Defense wins championships. Yeah, and, you know, that's the that's kind of the struggle where it's like, I think, I think, you know, that's the, th- that's, I think the key to me is, you know, can, you know, Steph is Steph. Like, he's going to continue being his dominant self. Um, Wiggins has been so consistent just with his effort. And even if we haven't seen the offensive results be as consistent for him, especially shooting, like he's got, you know, he's still so consistent getting in the teens and they don't rely on him to be more than that. So my question is like, you got to give Kerr a lot of credit for looking frankly at what Jordan Poole is and not looking at, you know, what he means to this team in the future, like what he could potentially be as a scorer or the pressure that that puts on Steph. 
So I think you have to give credit to him because he's got to look at the whole situation, be objective as possible and do the best thing for the team. And mm-hmm. I think he's done that. Yep. Can he do the same thing with Clay and Draymond? Like, does he have the ability to look at them in that sort of light? Because he's won championships with these guys, you know, like he's let them basically do their thing, but like out on the floor because he trusts them so much. And to me, the question is, you know, can he, like, we've seen him make the tough call with Draymond. Yeah, like, he did it last game. Like, benching him down game. the stretch. But, you know, like, can he have, can he have the same discretion with Clay if Clay has a, you know, a tough shooting night? Can he tell him, you know, hey, man, it's not yours right now. Like, let <laughs> Steph go to work. Like, yeah. Poole's getting a few more minutes. Like, can he continue to press those right buttons? And I think from there, this team is just so dialed in. You know, like Steph is playing out of his mind. Uh, Wiggins has been so consistent. The role players are doing their jobs. It's just Clay and Draymond have been sort of question marks in terms of their results and their process, I would argue. And, you know, how does how does Kerr manage that, I think, uh, is going to decide a lot of game five because we know the effort's going to be there. We know there's going to be intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know who performs on this stage. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think uh, like bringing up Draymond's uh, Draymond getting benched in that fourth. I think that's. Uh, I think for to answer your question, I think uh, that just shows that Kerr's willing, going to be willing to do anything it takes. Um, and you heard Draymond in, in his in his podcast as well in the post game. Like he understands it too, and I, I'm sure Clay has the same mentality that if you know push comes to shove, that there is some other uh, lineup working, some other player stepping up. Um, this team is all about just getting it done, getting the W. So for Draymond to, you know, be be honest about it and say that, hey, I was mad, but, you know, I understand that it's not all about me. It's about winning a championship. And for Clay, I think it's going to be a little harder just because he's starting to find a rhythm now again, um, put together two decent shooting games. Um, and just the threat of Clay uh, is still, obviously, like we've talked about numerous times, just having him out on the court. Um, he's making the right passes. He's making the right reads. Um, he's taking the shots that, uh, that are coming to him. Um, now it's just about him going down. So I feel like Clay would have a little longer leash, especially with uh, Poole not uh, getting run as much as you want uh, offensively, uh, just are producing at that level that we know that he can. But um, current to Boston's defense for that. But, yeah, I mean, I think even the team realizes that Steph is playing on another planet right now. And I think that is the basis of this entire thing, that um, he's, he's going to do whatever it takes to, to help him win and get him there. And uh, the team just gotta just gotta come in and just just play their role. And everybody else, they did that in Game Four um, down the stretch, um, especially in that clutch time. Um, but yeah, I look I look to see that continue in Game Five. Um, but speaking of Game Five, Chuckster, it's time. Predictions, man. Predictions. Um, how how is this series gonna look after five games? Um, who is gonna be one game away from an NBA championship, and who is gonna have to to Take two, two out of two um, to uh, to mount the comeback. What's what's the scenario looking like? Oh man, I just it's going to be a nasty one. Like this is just going to be such a like both teams know the implication of this. Uh, I think I think it's just going to be so much fun to see like how they how they come out, how they adjust. I think Boston's Boston's pretty overdue to try to switch up how they cover Steph a bit. 
But at the same time, you know, if you just play your bigs high and they're all the way up to the three-point line, he's going to cook them downhill. He's going to get your whole defense in rotation. He's going to get everyone else involved. So it's sort of the pick your poison deal. And uh, they've sort of, they sort of picked their poison for better or worse and decided like, Hey, if, if Steph beats us, Steph beats us. And um, I'm going to go back to the last time we had a two, two finals game five uh, at home Uh, who came out and showed up Steph Curry. He dropped 37, seven and four on the Cavs on 13 of 23 shooting Uh, seven, three. That sounds that kind of sounds about like the performance we're in for. And I think, I think Golden State's really just going to put the screws down defensively in this one. I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game, uh, but I think they're just going to have to ride Steph out to the end. And in the end, you know, it might be, might be one of those where the final score doesn't do it justice, but I think it's just going to be wire to wire the whole end and Warriors pull it out. Let's go. Let's go. We had to had to had to mix it back up, Matt, with the uh, the Boston pick last thing, last last episode. That made um, me sick. I uh, egregious egregious mistake by Mr. Matt Cardoza. Uh, but Chuckster got the Warriors. This is a Warriors podcast. No matter exactly. what, he's faking not to make the other team. Can't can't do it. But uh, I'm sure <laughs> if we if we had Matt, he'd pick him today. He picked the Dubs. But I, I'm with you, man. I think it's gonna be an absolute dogfight of a game. Um, but I just think that the Warriors are starting – their other guys are starting to get going. Um, Poole and Clay are finding a rhythm. Um, I expect Draymond to bounce back. Um, he's due for a game. And I see just the way that the Warriors are able to defend Boston and uh, the, the effort that they're, they're bringing on the other end. They're going to make it tough. So I trust the Warriors' offense over Boston's offense, um, point blank. So um, And we have Steph Curry, like you said. Um, he's mm-hmm. uh, playing at an all-time great level for the all-time great player that he is. Um, and I I am so excited to see what happens tomorrow night. But I'm, I'm taking the Warriors, as uh, as many people might have predicted. Um, but, yeah, Dubs and Dubs take game five. Um, go ahead and go back, to, go back to Boston with a chance to hoist a fourth Larry O'Brien trophy in the last eight years. Um, still feels weird saying it. Still feels insane watching um, the Warriors have a chance to compete for another NBA championship. But – I think Monday night we're going to be one game away, one one win away, and it's it's uh, it's thanks to number thirty right there. Um, it's crazy, man. I'm just, I just am dreaming of the game six. We all know what that guarantees on the road. That is tailor made. It's tailor made. It's dude. It's so beautifully. It's storybook. so perfect. Like storybook shit. Like. Storybook ending to cap off an ultimate three-year ride. Um, I'm here for it. We're here for I it. Need, I need. Charlie predicted it at the beginning of the series, um, and it's. And, I got you know, knock I, on wood. It's 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 coming to fruition slowly but surely. We got to take care of business tomorrow, uh, but it's coming. It's coming into fruition slowly but surely. Dude, I need, I need just Clay sinking dagger threes, and just the like hearts of Boston fans. Um, yeah. Oh man, those front running motherfuckers. That's so that'd be so beautiful to see. Um it's insane how it's insane how they the the reactions that I, I I never truly had the experience hating the Boston fan base as a fan. Um, you know, Patriots is whatever, but it was never really Niners, Patriots, or anything like that. Uh, we never played the Red Sox in the World Series. 
Um, so we're playing Celtics and see uh, see what all the what all the hype is about with all these Boston fans. Um, I see I see where the hate comes from. So um, mm -hmm. that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful to see a game six Clay performance. But for that, we might need a game five Steph performance. Uh, like Charlie said, 2015 went off 37 on LeBron on the Cavs. Uh, but other than that, man, uh, that is a wrap here from this episode. Chuck, so you got anything else you want to shout out before we uh, we log off for for game five? Uh, as always, you can follow me at ClayTheist11, and you can also follow at Game6ClayPod. That's us. Uh, you know, besides that, go Dubs. Let's get this win. Uh, also, go Giants. Uh, looking to yep. beat L.A. for the second day Sweep in a row right now. Sweep them. Let's, get the brooms let's out. Maybe. Sweep L.A. Win game four in Boston. Win game five in, in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening again. Um, we're going to be here uh, the end till the end of the series episodes after every game. Um, so please make sure to, to comment what you think about these episodes. We love it. Um, drop us your questions. And as always, go Dubs. Um, we'll, we'll see you after game five with the Warriors, hopefully up 3-2 and one win away, baby. So let's get it. But until then, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. See you.